Hello, and welcome back to my second Friday episode of City of Bridges. I'm Anthony DeFilippo, and I am ready to talk about everything Pittsburgh sports from the last two weeks. Today, we're going to address spring training and new pirate signings to potential trade targets for the Penguins after a big trade, and the Steelers re-signed who? All that and more on this episode of City of Bridges. Let's get into it. All right, we're back, and I am excited because it's the weekend. Yay! Oh, that's new. Uh, let me try something real quickly. The pirate spring training started. Okay, that's enough with that. Now let's get into some news. The Pittsburgh Pirates made a huge signing that rocked the world and made every headline. Okay, so before you get your hopes up, uh, that was sarcastic. They did sign a 16-year-old outfielder from Australia, however. Now, my dad said something that I thought was pretty funny. He said, what are they going to do now, dip into the elementary ranks? I go, well, no, that would actually be against the rules because the age limit is 16. But I also said if there was no age limit, I'm sure they would definitely consider it. Uh, Anyway, the kid's name is Solomon McGuire, and he is a 5'7", 168-pound baseball player. Uh, His signing bonus was at $594,000. That is more money um, that he's in high school, remember, than 14 people who played for the Pirates last season. That is a major league team. He actually made more than a lot of people in Major League Baseball, but that was just from his signing bonus. <laughs> okay, um, well, and also something else that you may think is that, wow, the Pirates are actually spending money now. Well, this is actually quite untrue because in order to – spend this money they had to have gotten it from somewhere right well they did they got it from two trades actually uh last year's philadelphia phillies trade where they sent Corey dickerson over there and the recent Marte trade so they did spend some of their own money but uh it also comes from an international bonus pool that they're given by major league baseball so it's not it's not necessarily coming straight out of nothing's wallet just say that. Um, he is scouting. This is according to MLB.com as a plus athlete with plus speed and a potentially plus arm. He has shown good bat speed in games and impressive power for a teenager of his size. He is projected to remain a center fielder even as his body matures and he adds strength. Uh, now, this is great, but definitely somebody who you won't be seeing for at least five or six years. He's still he's still in high school in Australia. <laughs> Um, but this is all good stuff to hear about, uh, somebody his age. He also attended the MLB college showcase last October in Arizona. So he's already getting himself out there. And obviously the Pirates thought he was a good young outfielder. So, um, he was the 43rd international signing by the Pirates since the signing period started on July 2nd of last year. Now... We're going to talk about the more recent future now for the Pirates. Uh, Their spring training started up on Monday where pitchers and catchers uh, arrived. So, and the first pitchers and catchers workout was on Wednesday. So this Sunday, the entire team will report, Sunday, February 16th, 
and the first workout will happen the next day on the 17th, so Monday. So look out for things regarding the Pirates coming up this weekend and into next week. And the first game uh, actually is next Saturday. It's coming up next Saturday, the 22nd. They'll be playing the Minnesota Twins. The first televised game is next Sunday, the 23rd, um, on AT&T Sportsnet. Um, now, and it's going to be really interesting to see how this this occur, what occurs over the summer. And actually, now we're going to be talking about this week in Pirates baseball. Now, we know that Starling Marte went over to the Arizona Diamondbacks, and we know that he did re- he had to re- replace somebody over there as the starter. And actually the guy that he did replace was uh the guy who signed with the Pirates just that let this past week. Uh this is Gerard Dyson and you may have heard of him before, former Kansas City Royal and Seattle Mariner and of course Arizona Diamondback like I said. He's 35 years old and his strengths are speed and fielding. He's consistently stolen 20 bases, and the Pirates view him as the everyday center fielder, I think. But there is a possibility he could platoon with uh, the right-hander, Guillermo Heredia, who just signed with the Pirates as well this past offseason. And Dyson actually had a really, really interesting quote, really interesting something to say um, whenever he got to Pirate City this week. He said, and this is in his words, ain't too much out there right now. You would love to explore, but at the same time, you have to take care of what you can. Take the good with the bad and roll with it. Make the most of it. So obviously, uh, Dyson would probably rather be somewhere else, but would it be as a starter? And I think I think that's what it comes down to because the Pirates probably guaranteed him a starting spot because the team is in a partial rebuild or whatever it is. So he's definitely going to get some he's going to get more playing time in Pittsburgh than he would virtually anywhere else. So that's probably what led to his decision to uh sign with Pittsburgh. And he could be like a bottom of the order guy I'm thinking. He he definitely could be a pinch runner if there's if he's on second and he has he's the tying run. And if a ball gets hit to the outfield, he's getting waved home. Or if he's on, if he pinch runs for first and one's hit into the gap, he's coming home. He's, he might be stealing a base during that at bat. It really does depend. Um, now, his statistics are not the best. Um, his career average, 247 and a 319 on base percentage. So his on base percentage is not horrible, but has declined in years past. Uh, the other numbers are 170 RBIs and 21 home runs. This is over his 10-year career. So obviously he's not a big power guy. Uh, he does get hits every one in four at-bats, which isn't horrible. And uh, his best years are definitely past us, but hope I'm just hoping he can turn it a solid year. And... Uh, I think that's it for Pirates news. Watch out spring training. Watch out for things coming up in the next couple weeks here when we start talking about prospects and people who could make the major league roster. So uh, I think that's it for the Pirates this week. Now 
we'll get on to some uh, Pittsburgh Penguins news where they made a big trade happen this week, so let's go hear about that. We all know the Penguins have been on a roll lately, but is there more room for improvement? If so, what positions are they lacking star power, production, or defensive capability? Well, some of this was answered this past Monday when the Penguins announced a trade for now former Minnesota Wild winger Jason Zucker. They acquired Z- acquired Zucker, sorry, and gave up Alex Galchenyuk, Kalen Addison, and a conditional first round pick for the 2020 draft. Uh, I did uh, an episode a couple days ago. It was really short. It was like five minutes, basically just saying the trade and how surprised I was. So now I'm going to go m- more in depth than that and talk about the trade piece by piece. So let's talk about the Penguins, uh, Penguins acquisitions in the trade. Actually, it was just one Jason Zucker. Um, ninth season in the NHL, he's he was drafted by the Wild. All of his NHL seasons have been in Minnesota. He's played 457 games in his career and has gotten 243 points along the way, 132 goals, and 111 assists. So... Pretty pretty decent, really pretty decent career so far for Zucker. Um, his best season came in the 2017-18 season where he got 64 points. That was his only full season in the NHL where he's played all 82 games. He has gotten close before. He's gotten 79 games, I believe, and 81 games. So he's gotten close before. First full, only full season in the NHL in his nine years so far. And um, maybe he'll get a full season this year. We'll see. Um, in his first game, which was on Tuesday against the Tampa Bay Lightning, he got to he got a little he got a good taste, and he got Sidney Crosby. Um, he he jumped in and started playing with Sidney Crosby right away. That must have felt pretty good. And uh, Dominic Simone was on that line as well for most of the game, some of the game. Um, he did get a little second power play time, and he did get an overtime shift from what I could tell. Um, Crosby's line, it was pretty effective, and uh, it was just a couple of missed, missed opportunities, a lot of good opportunities, really, and they weren't able to finish. Vasilevsky played out of his mind that game. And Zucker did admit after the game that he did fumble a couple pucks on uh Pucks that could have led to good chances, so that could be, that could have changed the course of the game. But it was his first game. He had, I think, it, he just left his wife in Minnesota because his wife does a radio show or something over there. So hey, that's not really a job where his wife could leave because he has, to, she has to do the radio show in Minnesota. So he basically left his entire family, all of his children, and everything for the uh, for the rest of the season until the off season where he could figure out what he's going to do because he'll be with the Pens next year more than likely. Um, it was, yeah, it was his like I said, it was his first game with a new team for the first time in his career. So I'll just, I'll just take it as some nervous nervousness, really nothing else other than that. Anyways, we're going to talk about the other side of the trade now. Hopefully Zucker can uh, do well in his time with the Penguins. But now we're going to talk about Alex Gauchinyuk. Now, there's not there's not a lot to be said about him. And I think a lot of Pittsburgh's fans would either sigh or groan at the thought of Alex Gauchinyuk coming to the Penguins. And what could have happened if he would have panned out? He was part of the Phil Kessel trade, and he was the big piece in that. 
And at the end of his tenure with the Penguins, he was a fourth liner, and he was making four, four and a half million. So that's that's not going to cut it. That's not good enough. He had 17 points in 47 games. That's not good enough for a fourth. Oh, that's that's pretty decent for a fourth liner. But making four, four and a half million, that's not worth it. So I'm pretty sure that was just a salary dump so Garen could get Zucker off the books. And he was hoping that Alex Gutchin might do something over in Minnesota. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Zucker does have a $5.5 million salary, so I don't believe they would have been able to complete the trade if they wouldn't have given away Alex Gutchinik or another big salary guy. Uh, so anyways, we're going to talk about the prospect in the trade, Kalen Addison now. Um, the 53rd overall pick by the Penguins in 2018. He has put up pretty good numbers uh, with the Lethbridge, Leth, Lethbridge, Alberta Hurricanes of the WHL the past four years. He has 206 points in 237 games, which would easily back up my point that he has done phenomenal in the minors so far. Actually, that's not even the minors. That's beyond the minors. That's the WHL. Um, but he's he's done really well for a defenseman this far. I think Rutherford was making the move, thinking it, it would the windows closing on Crosby, Latang, Malkin, some of these older guys. So it was a win now move for sure. I respect the move. And uh, now the two thousand twenty first round conditional draft pick, that could be changed to twenty twenty one if the Penguins somehow miss the playoffs, which I don't really expect that happening. That's really highly unlikely. And uh, yeah, so that'll stay twenty twenty. Most likely. And now now a question arises if the Penguins should make more moves coming as we come closer to the deadline here at the end of February. And I think the answer to that question is definitely yes. And I think a defenseman could definitely benefit the team coming up into the, uh, into the organization. Hopefully we go out and make a move. I don't know if it's necessary to get a defenseman, but it would sure help to either get defensive depth or get a defenseman who could immediately slot into a top-six role. Kind of like uh, what Rutherford did a couple years ago whenever we won the Stanley Cup and we got Ron Hainsey or like a Mark Strike type of guy. And they, they actually performed really well coming down the stretch into the playoffs with the Pens. So, uh, so one guy, I was reading a Pensburg article earlier, and one guy I came across was... Uh, the Ottawa Senators defenseman Mark Borowiecki. He's 30 years old, 6'1", 270 pounds, so he, he's pretty big for uh, for a defenseman. He's pretty big. Not unusual, though. And he's not known for really scoring or getting tons of points, but he does look like somebody who Jim Rutherford has gotten before to play like a complimentary third-line D, uh, third D pairing. And if of course if uh Jim Ruff, Ruff I say I I'm struggling. <laughs> Jim Rutherford. If uh if G if the general manager Jim Rutherford feels comfortable that Usarikla can play well enough until Marino and Dumoulin get back because Marino just had surgery this past week. He'll be out for three to six weeks, I think they said. Something like that. At least three weeks. And uh yeah, then if if he if he truly does believe that Yusa Rikla could do well, then of course he'll probably maybe even go for like a fourth line center or something. 
but uh, definitely something to look up out for as the uh, trade den- deadline approaches. And the Penguins, uh, as far as their weekly schedule goes, tonight they'll be playing the Montreal Canadiens, uh, the Red Wings on Sunday, and the Maple Leafs on Tuesday. These are All three of these games are at home, and then they go up to Toronto to play them on Thursday. Okay, I think that's uh, I think that's enough with the Penguins today. Now the Steelers, they haven't been flooded with a lot of news, but they did make a re-signing of the front office member recently, so I do want to talk about that. So let's talk about that. Okay, not much to talk about uh, in terms of Pittsburgh Steelers news, as the NFL offseason has just recently started, and players don't even, like the new league year doesn't even start until March, so... No signings or trains could really happen until then, but speculation has definitely started to happen on many fronts. Uh, Brady, Rivers, Breeze, all these quarterbacks, and uh, so definitely all those quarterbacks, speculation will start to set in. Um, but the Steelers did sign, re-sign actually, uh, their general manager, Kevin Colbert, who was set to become a free agent or like a free agent, is that how you say it? Free agent? He said to become a free agent uh, after the 2020 draft. Now, I think this is a pretty good signing. He's won two Super Bowls in his time with the Steelers since joining the organization in 2000. And he's definitely made some pretty decent trades, uh, including recently where he drafted Devin Bush and Deontay Johnson, and then traded for uh, definitely a Pro Bowl safety, Minka Fitzpatrick. And I do strongly believe that he is the right guy for the job right now. And there's not much more to be said. Kevin Colbert's been a strong GM, and the Steelers have played well under him. It's all, it's all, it's it. It's it for Kevin Colbert. Good, good GM. And he did also release a Ben Roethlisberger update this week regarding his rehabbing and he came out and he said while Ben is on schedule he's not at the end of the road by any means in terms of his recovery or rehab uh he said that all signs were good at this point and where that goes we're hopeful that he can make a complete recovery Uh, as of now he's on schedule for that where it goes from here remains to be seen as for other Pittsburgh news Pittsburgh Steelers news there's not really that much uh, starting up next week, um, or next month, sorry, next month, the, uh, league year, new league year starts, so free agency, trades, all that kind of stuff will happen. Um, I might experiment with an XFL segment, and I'm thinking of doing an XFL segment on the Dallas Renegades, if... I don't know if anybody's going to be interested in that, but I might start doing an XFL segment because Landry Jones is on that team, and that's really the only reason I like them. So I'm going to start researching the Dallas Renegades because that I think that's going to be my team. So anyways, go Renegades, even though they're not from Pittsburgh. And uh, that's it for all sports news, and there's nothing really else to say. Uh, make sure to follow my Instagram, at City of Bridges Podcast. And if you want to, you could tell people that you know about me. And 
I'll hopefully be doing some Penguins pregame this week, and we'll start Pirates pregame soon, and I haven't really decided if that is going to be for spring training or I'm going to wait until March 26th whenever they go down to Tampa Bay and start there um, for the start of the 2020 regular season for baseball. Uh, anyways, thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of City of Bridges.